I don't uh, see. See, okay. So I've never played Alan Wake. I don't entirely know if I have a desire to. But that being said, you know, it's got to be better than all that spam you play. It's got to be. And this is kind of. And, and this it's is, this be. is me. This is me trolling a little bit because, it's hey, do be. you. I, I, I'm not overly judging. You do you. If that's what you want to do, fine. But there's a. There, there's a. The gamer in me says this has to be better. Has to be. Than that. Has to be. <laughs> has to I, be. I, I, I don't care if you if you have to if you just hit X ten thousand times. <laughs> this has to be a better game than that. It's gotta I, be. I, I'll put it this way: I'd rather press X ten thousand times than play Alan Wake. Oh know. my gosh! I just think I my brain I lost a brain cell. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host Tricky Mick. Alex, I yield to no one. Steve. And Sid. And welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 502. Three. I, three? Damn. I missed last week. 503. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside would be the man, the myth, the legend, and the host of last week's show, Alex. Tricky, you know, just because you weren't on an episode doesn't mean you can't realize it is canon. It's still canon, Tricky Mick. I, I, I agree with you. I just blanked out for a second because I actually forgot to post that we were recording in Facebook, so I just do that. <laughs> He brings the awesome, it's I yield to no one. I mean, you even did the show notes, so you would have had to have changed it to 503. That is very true. And he's the man that makes me play shitty-ass games. It's Levi. It's a pleasure making you play legitimate games. It uh, brings me a sense of joy. And uh, sorry for missing last month, uh, listeners. We just we couldn't make it happen, but uh, glad to be back on. Well, listen, I've been playing a lot of legit games lately. No, you haven't. I have. I've saw one. Let's see. Let's see the legit. I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, the legit games. That Saints Row. Playing. That's one. What? Saints Row. There's one. That's the one that I knew. I'm playing Saints Row Four right now. Uh, where's my trophy list? There it is. Tricky was playing some Rocket League with us last Thursday. That's a legit game. Uh, but it obviously I wasn't for trophies, so. I've been playing Alan Wake, which is a CDS game. Uh, the most uh, legit game you've played in years. Saints Row 3 and 4. Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Ghost of Tsushima. Well, we're proud of you. Uh, and I'm going to be playing Hellblade soon. And I what else you know, I keep trying to get into Hellblade, and I just can't. I you just have can't. not played. You have not played Hellblade yet. Not, 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 not you, Levi Tricky. No, no, Tricky. Tricky's played it, but remember, he he missed some of the collectibles or something like that, and he didn't go back to get the platinum. Oh, you you definitely. So I, I did the same thing. I just played the game and enjoyed it, and I missed. I don't know several, and so the second time I played through, I. I had my I had the little video guide up and went through and played and I still missed one and had to go back and get it. That was a little annoying, but 
but I just played it on easy that time. You know, the second and third time, I just set it on the easiest difficulty because I'm just going for the rhinestones, so I could care less about the combat. Uh, and the other game, the other legit game that I'm going to be playing is Undertale. Oh, that's right, because Sweet Mama D really likes Undertale. Yes, she's uh, she's very ecstatic that I'm going to be playing the game. But I'm why, why haven't you played it before now? Because it's been out for a while. Undertale? Never, yeah. had, never had any interest in it whatsoever. So you're just doing it because your daughter wants Sweet you Mama to? D. Yes, because Sweet Mama D says that, Daddy, you have to play this. I mean, it's like, it's right. a pretty good game. It's always talked about very highly among gamer circles, so... I I needed five legit games from my uh, backlog beatdown list, so I threw Undertale on there. So so wait, what's what's the Alan Wake update? How far are you into the game? Chapter one. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the third chapter. I I would say I'm either halfway or three quarters of the way through the third chapter. Well, you're to the point the game really starts to pick up, so you should well, like I'm it really more this game going forward. Because this game is th- listen. Levi, I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be real with the listeners. I've given people shit for a long time about Alan Wake. Mostly because it was Microsoft exclusive. I'm playing this game and I'm, uh, I have to say everything that I said is absolutely true. The story is shit. The combat is shit. And it, it makes no sense. And the main character is a straight up asshole to everybody including his wife. But that's part of the story. But no, I, okay, <laughs> I gotta disagree. The combat is not shit. The story is not the shit. The combat like, is fucking horrible. It's one of the best stories in the history of video gaming. Oh my god. You're you're in a Stephen King novel. I mean, how, how does it get better than that? But here, here's the thing, Tricky. At no point during that game, like, yes, I will poke at the graphics and say, graphically, this just, okay, this just, just doesn't hold up. But, Surprisingly, the graphics are okay with me. Well, I mean, you get more. It's like, like I said before, when you see the character models at first, you're like, oh, okay. This is a little Uncanny Valley stuff going on. To me, the character models just don't look that great compared to, you know, what we have today. And, you know, only so much they can do with a game theory mastering, whatever. But I never said, I never was there thinking, man, this combat's not fun. I was like, oh, hitting stuff with this flashlight to take off the their sort of armor as I'm saying in air quotes, and then shooting the gun, it feels right. It feels good. Like, I had no issues with how, that. I don't know why. How does that feel right to you? I, uh, like, okay, I'm I'm not trolling here. How does that seem like a viable combat mechanic? He's an author. He's not a kung fu master. No, but you have to shine light on somebody to make them vulnerable. They are the taken. They were taken by the darkness. Okay, that's the whole point. You have to bring them back if, into the if light. If I if I run to a spotlight, everybody just happens to disappear. If I no, they don't. They don't bang, disappear. You bring them back from being taken. If I run to a spotlight where I'm not shining any light on them, but I just run into light, all of a sudden I get them. I I save them. That, 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 that no, you make just make them vulnerable. Their, pro- no, their they protective shield disappear. is gone. Levi, what he's talking about are like um, the little spotlights you run into that are checkpoints or where you're at like the, the farm. Lights. When you're at the farm of the Anderson brothers, um, 
where you're on the stage and the the music's playing and all the the you got like waves of enemies coming at you. If you step in the spotlight when Barry uh, turns it on for you, all the enemies just disappear. It's kind of like uh, a screen. That a spoiler, that, That's what he's that talking about. Because I haven't. No, they they actually they're not disappearing. You just can't. They can't touch you. See, when you step back outside of the spotlight, they're still there. No, they're not. They are. Otherwise, you could beat that entire scene just by standing in the light, and you can't. Okay, first of all, I don't know what scene you guys are talking about, because I haven't gotten that far. What I'm talking about is, like, an everyday streetlight. If I run, instead of fighting combat, if I just run to a, a, a streetlight and stand in the streetlight... Oh, yeah, you can run past the take. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to stay there and go toe-to-toe with them. Right. And, but, but that has nothing to do with the light. light. That is just going to the next checkpoint. That's what you're doing, which just happens to be the light. You could, there's there's a lot of other places you can do that besides just in a light. Like if you're being chased across the farm and you take off, you know, 100 meters down, the Taken that were originally chasing you, they, they, they disappear. You can You can outrun them. And what sense does that make? Well, like, this is the, the primary purpose of the game isn't combat, it's story. Well, and they say, they do say fight with light, so I mean, dark versus light, it's you know, the, his, uh, his objective story is in the to game. get across the, f- the farm, you know, or, or get from point A to point B. Alan Wake's objective isn't to fight toe-to-toe the, the Taken. His his objective is, is to get to the next checkpoint to, to save his wife or do whatever he needs to do. Alright, well, let's stop talking well, about Well, hold on, Tricky, because I, I do... I, we got Levi on, and, you know, it's one of his favorite games, and you don't think... Like, don't you think it's a little unfair? Don't you think you're... Like, being uh, a little bit, um, you're you're kind of oh, overreaching by saying that the combat and the story are shit. Don't you think that's a little bit too harsh of a word to use? Because you, oh, you play plenty of shit games, Tricky. Okay, I play shit games, but I admit they are shit games. Like, my favorite game of all time, The Last of Us. I have no problem saying the shooting mechanic in that game can be bad. Like at times, like I don't have problems with it, but the overall, is it a good shoot shooting mechanic in that game? No, I I can criticize bad mechanics in I'm bad not, games. I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying that um, because obviously different. Like when you're describing things, different uh, adjectives carry a little more weight. So saying oh this is bad versus oh this is shit, like there's a difference there. I mean you can call out mechanics, but when you say like I see is, what you're saying, and like for me. Alan Wake's amazing. Uh, the Last of Us is a better game, but I'm not going to say, "Oh, since it's not as good as The Last of Us, it's it's just crap." You know. I okay. I, all I'm saying when it comes to Alan Wake, and this is again not a troll. So far, from what I've seen, the story is shit. Levi saying the story's amazing. It it's picking up. Oh, right. it's not Levi, I'm... it's everybody else in the group. You were the only person I know who's played the game now that did, that doesn't, not just like it, but loves it. They Everyone else I know loves it. Okay, let me finish. All I'm saying is, in my opinion right now, the story is shit. I don't want to say with why I have problems with the story right now, because I don't want to spoil it, because there are some people that haven't played it yet. But, Levi, I've told you in private, in private chats, why I think it's shit. Alex, I've told you the same thing. I'm not worried about spoilers. If someone hasn't played Alan Wake in the past decade, I mean, they've got to kind of accept there might be a spoiler here and there. Well, okay, so you're okay with spoiling the game for me right now? 
I'm not saying I'm going to deliberately, but if you have something you need to say, I mean, it's not gonna, it's not gonna affect well, anything. Either, either way, uh, the 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 fact that I can only make uh, the taken vulnerable by shining light on him, it, it, I think is a horrible mechanic. I mean, I had to fight a bulldozer, and I had to shine light on it and waste three batteries. It's not the only way. You got flashbangs. You you've got flares. You got a flare gun. I had none of that when I fought a bulldozer. Well, Tricky, you do understand, like I told you, that the batteries you do recharge. Flares. The batteries do recharge, you know, if you're not, you know, constantly throttling the, the flashlight. And also, there's tons of batteries laying about this game. Like, you should never be short of batteries. Unless, like, there's a story point where you they take away your items I, and you have to I regain them. I didn't say I ran out of batteries. I'm saying I had to use three batteries to kill you, a bulldozer. You, you can hold up to 20 batteries. Three's nothing. And, but it doesn't matter. Why should I have to waste three batteries? That's like me taking three clips of a gun just to kill somebody with headshots. Okay, but it's because the darkness can take over people, and it can take over... Like uh, The darkness is all-consuming. It's all around you. You guys are it, trying to justify a shitty-ass mechanic, and it's making me laugh. It's a shitty ass mechanic. Let's call it what it is. It's not. I think. What other game does that where you have to use light to burn darkness off of enemies and then shoot them? Because what, like, if there's not that, if you're just walking through the woods shooting people, what of what interest is that? It's easy. It, it makes the game much much easier. Not not to mention, there's like I've told you this in the in the private chats. There's no crosshair. I told so. again. You point where the oh, flashlight wait. is. Oh, okay, but that's something that should be explained in the game. I should have to go turn to a friend and go, how do I know where I'm shooting? Oh, the, where the flashlight hey, is. Hey, Tricky, I never had that. I just shot where the flashlight was, and I knew intuitively to shoot where the flashlight was because he puts his hands together with the flashlight and the gun, so you should reason that the gun and the flashlight are going to be shooting in the same place. All right, I, I'm moving on. All right, we're, we're never, we're never going to find equal ground on this. We're gonna have to agree yes. to disagree, but all right, that's Let's that's fine. Uh, as long now. as you're gonna finish the game. Well, I'm gonna finish the game for the kids, and that's solely the reason. Whether I not, whether or not I go back for the platinum is a whole other story. Uh let's do an update trophy count. I am level six hundred and sixty seven. I had to get past the devil's level. Uh and I got sixteen thousand twenty six trophies and three hundred and fifty one plats. I got five platinums this week. But we don't have to talk about them. Alex? <laughs> we don't have to talk about them. Why don't we have to talk about them? Because I played five GDS games just to get past the devil's level. Who's the devil? The devil's level is. No, no. Oh, oh. I thought you. I, for some reason, I thought you were talking about uh, Daryl when you were saying the devil because you had to. Uh... No, that's my that's my trophy, bitch. That's there's a totally different thing. So just because your level is six six six, you're are you? Hey, are you that, you don't say that. Come on. Are you are you that superstitious there, Tricky? I, I, listen, I'm I'm not religious, I'm not superstitious, but that, for some reason, that's always bothered me, so I try to avoid it like the play. Well, maybe you just don't have I'll, that as your, your level at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning while you're playing games. Isn't 3 o'clock the witching hour or something like that? 3 a.m.? Alex, what are your trophies? Level 452, with a total trophy count of 7,723, and a platinum count of 119 and 118 games. I got a new platinum. Which we will talk about in uh, what I've been playing. Ten four yield. Level four six three with a trophy count of seven nine eight nine, 
and a platinum count of 142. I, too, got a new platinum. I know you were going to wait until what we're playing. Which I will talk about and what I've been playing. Sid is level 528 with total trophies of 10,789 with 191 platinum. Sid is on the move again. Getting, getting back in the swing of trophies, trophies. He's like, you know what? I got to start getting some platinums. Levi. Well, I haven't played a PlayStation game since last we recorded, and somehow I've jumped up to level 200. That doesn't make sense. But I'm level 200. Total trophies, 825, and still zero plats. I'm, I'm looking at your trophies. I'm the one who put them in here, and now you question whether or not I put the right number. Uh, come on, quick. Yes, you're a trophy level 200. I'll take it. Nice round number there, 200. Yeah. All right. So, Alex, why don't you start with what we're playing, because what I've been playing kind of already got said. You're, you're embarrassed? Oh, no. You, you Okay, I'll tell you exactly what I planned. It's fine. I'll, um, I'll, I'll just go. No, 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 no. You you started. You opened up. I, I don't need box. you to reach into the back of a New York City sanitation truck, a trash truck, to pull out whatever you've been playing, the names of the game you've sanitation been playing this Sanitation disposal week. vehicle. Man, even even the the good folks of New York City Sanitation won't touch Tricky's platinums. I played Zippy Zippy the Circle levels eleven, twelve, and thirteen. ZJ the Bull, Pretty Poker Girls Battle Fantasy World Edition, per, Poker Pretty Girls Battle Texas Hold'em, uh, Alan Wake, Saint George the Third, Vera Blank Full Moon. Uh, I don't even know how to say this one. Gents Gentsy. Uh, One-Eyed Lee and the Dinner Party Crisis Wing. Wait, you play that game again? And and CJ the Ball? Which one? The the One-Eyed Willie and the his Dinner Party. I'm the One-Eyed... One-Eyed Willie is not what I said. I said One-Eyed Lee. I, I'm just a Goonies fan. I wanted to get it in there. Uh, but I actually got that... I actually played that game six times. One-Eyed Willie? One-Eyed Lee. Six times? Party. Six times. For what purpose? Well, I had them stacked up for the war, and... You know, I had them left over, so... This is, listeners, again, this is why I will never be involved in another one of those wars. Oh, speaking of wars, uh, I, you know, I sidetrack you. Uh, we we mentioned his name on the show, me a trophy bitch. You know, I threw out the gauntlet two weeks ago as a challenge, and he's yet to answer yet. Yet, Mr. Trophy Bitch wants a third war to lose yet again. So, uh, you know, my patience is wearing thin. If you actually want to man up and actually accept my challenge, Daryl, maybe you should do it. Maybe you got to call him by his official name, Resident Daryl. No, no, no. His official name is Tricky's Trophy Bitch. Maybe he's just looking for a little respect. He wants wants some respect, put some respect on his name, and then maybe he'll answer your challenge. Please. That man deserves no respect when it comes to trophies and platinums. Hey, again, he's like your muse. He's what pushes you forward in this trophy-getting competition. He's the reason that you're on the, you're hitting the turbo button here on the trophies. Well, can we just say that I'm now 17 platinums ahead of him? Well, he said, well, he said he's got school to do. He's got important things to take care of, so. Yeah, I, 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 I've heard bullshit before. I'm going to get out my boot. I'm sure you've heard bullshit before coming out of your own mouth, but. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my boots because the the shit's getting kind of deep in here with all the excuses you're making for him. I'm not. I'm just saying if you if you want to, you know, call him out or if you want to start a competition, that's fine. But maybe he's just ignoring you because uh, I don't know. Maybe he didn't want to listen to your junk. He didn't want to listen to your trash talk. Uh, Alex, you're, what have you been playing, sir? Well, I certainly have more respect for myself and my PlayStation 5 than Tricky Mick has for his himself and his own PlayStation 5. I got the Platinum this week in Medieval, which, if you've listened to the shows recently, you probably guessed where that was heading, so I got, uh, just, just inside the bell there, I had until the 12th to get that before my PlayStation Now subscription lapsed, and, uh, I got it in there. Like I said, fun game, love the theming of it. It's uh, it's a PlayStation Classic that I was very glad that I got to go back and play. So, I enjoyed my time can, in Medieval. Can I catch you off for a second? Because I was editing last week's show, obviously. Uh, for the listeners, they know why. Why, why you say obviously? Well, Because you left a bunch of stuff in there? Oh, 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 because the Sid thing, where you, you tried to, no. tried to um, no, 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 throw no, me no, under no. the bus. Uh, no, I was talking about the no, Hummer thing. No, no, the Hummer thing. Oh, okay, yeah, the, uh, so... The original plan for hold on. The original plan for Tricky in that episode was he's going to include sound bites of all the goal scores that Michigan scored on Ohio State in that game. All what seven of them? In um, sorry, I'm not ta- I'm not making, I'm not taking digs here. No, but, but he no, wanted to include all of those at random points in the show, and I'm like, dude, that's too much. People are going to get annoyed. No, it was it was only going to be the touchdowns. That that's going to get annoying. People are going to be like, okay, this is. It's like like the time when people got annoyed at us for making fun of the division. Uh, is, is there was one it, episode where apparently so many of them? we made too many jokes about the division and people got upset with us. That and uh, the Rangers. Uh, but no. Uh, but I, as I was saying in the last week's show, did you guys ever play the game? Because you both got uh, gifted PlayStation Now subscriptions from uh, Dupes. Was it Dupes? Yeah, Dupes got me hit. Wait, did Yield did Yield ever activate his? I guess not. No, I have not activated him yet. But Dupes got you that subscription for the sole reason of playing a game. Did you ever even play that game? Uh, I used it to play Little Nightmares and Medieval. He got it. He got it. So you guys played one particular game, and you didn't even play the game. What game was what that? Game I, was it? I don't. I don't remember what game. Well, Yield still has a chance. I mean, I guess I'm going to have to (laughs) re-up my subscription for a month so I can play whatever this game is. Let let me look it up, because he's like, this way they actually play this game. (laughs) I I don't Uh, even remember. Uh, So, keep talking what you're playing, Alex. I'm going to look it up. Did Rocket League Thursday last week. And we did. We actually did something a little different. We split up the teams. We had six people playing that night, so it was me, Gareth, Tricky, Nitro, Homer, and Yield. So we decided to do three versus three. We had three three uh, of the Brothers Destruction on one team and then three on the opposite side. And we auto-picked and we just played games like that for most of the night until Yield, Nitro, and I um, stayed up a little later than the others and played some, uh, some randoms on the internet. But yeah, it was a fun night. Something a little different for our Rocket League Twitch streams. And aside from that, really, it's just uh, finishing Medieval, getting that Platinum. And that's really been it for me. I... Was looking through the sale, the end of the year sale on the on the PSN. I thought about maybe picking up Bug Snacks since I didn't get uh, I didn't pick it up when it's free for PlayStation Plus. And I thought about also getting Assassin's Creed Origins for, uh, for you know for the amount of time I've been talking about it, be being interested in playing that. Uh, but in the end, I think my next game. I decided not to get those. I think my next game is going to be Returnal. It's just when I decide to buy it. 
Okay. For uh, I'll look into the conversation of dupes. The game was Ninu Kuni. Oh, I do remember him talking about that. Uh, and, yeah, I, I did not. <laughs> okay, and looking at the chat here, I don't know if he actually did or not, but he said he bought both of you guys three months. He did, yes. I activated mine, and it was at a point where three I was ago? still playing Alan Wake, so that ate up most of my October, which <laughs> ate into the amount of time that I had to play, so. Okay, so he, you you did have three months of it. Yes, I did. It's just I I started playing like with maybe somewhere between a month and a half and two months left and little nightmares and uh medieval pretty much sucked up all that, you know, plus all the other stuff I've been doing, you know, here during the holidays and work and Sounds whatnot. Like you got some knee new oh what what what, what flapping your gums, Tricky Mick, what'd you say? I said it sounds like you have knee new Kuni to play now. I mean I guess. Uh, Yield, what have you been playing, sir? Uh, so, Rocket League, uh, Kingdoms of Almalar Reckoning. Uh, I bought a physical copy of Baja Edge of Control so I could go for my Platinum. So, and it, it is working because I was able to get my some of my Baja races. Although my save file wouldn't work over to the disc when I wouldn't update the disc because it said it was corrupted. So I will have to play some of the uh, career over again so I can unlock all the races so I can win all the races to get those trophies. Um, and I've been playing Duke Nukem 3D 20th Anniversary World Tour and that's my latest platinum. So, hold on, let me ask. Yield brings up an interesting question. So, say if I wanted to buy the physical copy of Akina Bridge of Spirits to make the platinum theoretically much easier, by not having to play the master difficulty, would it not count my save file if it wasn't updated to the latest firmware? Would I essentially have to update my save file to play the disc? I, uh, you yeah. know, that you, you I can't play it back. You can't play it back. Software update. So if you're on two point oh on your save file and you play one point oh, no, it will not recognize. Yeah, it. see, it, I I thought I'd give it a try. I didn't think it would work, but I thought I would. So like I said, I bought a physical copy, and then when I went to try it. It's like, oh, your save file's been corrupted. I'm like, oh well, I gave it the old, co- I gave it the old college try, so, you know, I'm just, I'll just play enough of the career to unlock all the races, and then go into the races, circuit races part of the game, and then just get my trophies that way. Because I've already got my, co- I already got, I had gotten career trophy and everything else. I just had to win races at all the tracks, which is something you had to do outside of career mode. And I, I, I wouldn't count on getting the physical copy of Kenya to be able to break it easier. I, I'm pretty damn sure that's going to come out with the, all the firmware updates already. Well, it might, but then, like, if my save file doesn't carry over, then that means I've got to play the game all over again. And I do like Kena Bridge of Spirits, but I don't want to play it again so, like, soon after playing the game originally. And then you're taking the chance that, yes, like you said, the firmware is going to be updated and it's not going to matter. So I'm probably just going to skip it. I'm Like I said, I'm cool with my 90%. I'll just move on to another game. Uh, Yield, are you done with what you're playing? I believe that's all I've played. Levi, sir, what have you been playing? I've actually had a fairly short list the past few months. 
Um, as most know, I played the first Witcher game exactly two years ago, and I just fell in love. Um, but I wanted to space it out. I didn't want to play, you know, 200, 300 straight hours of Witcher. So I finally started two, um, Witcher 2. And I'm telling you, these games are about as fun and story-driven of uh, a role-playing game as there is. So I dove into it. A lot of people say, you know, the Witcher series is the greatest example in gaming. Of a good game, then a great game, then an excellent game. Me, I disagree. I think one is just as good as two. Um, maybe it's just where it was my first experience. I don't know, but I just love that story, the atmosphere of the first one. I think I probably like it a hair better than two. Um, but two is still just an amazing, it's a 9.0 out of 10 game. It's It's one of my favorite RPGs. I'm really loving this series. So then I started 3, you know, Witcher 3. And again, I didn't want to just burn myself out, so I stopped it deliberately and jumped over to another amazing role-playing series that I've got into in the past couple of years, Wasteland. Wasteland 3 was my game of the year last year. Well, it and, it and Half-Life Alex, They were a tie. But... I just loved Wasteland 3, so I went back and did Wasteland 2. I'm not loving it quite as much as 3, but it is still just a wonderful game. You're you're still in the Wasteland. You're still you still have your your party and you have all these decisions to make and every decision has repercussions and you have to side with basically in every scenario you have to side with one community over the other or one person over the other and it's a lot of uh, moral and ethical decisions you have to make and it always comes back to bite you in the butt no matter what you do it just keeps you on the edge of your feet i don't hear a lot of people talking about these style of games these little party based games like um you know it's it's like baldur's gate or pillars of eternity or, or wasteland or the original fallout games but these little party based games I don't even think it's considered a 3D game. These top-down little party-based decision-making games. Um, what's what's the what's the style of combat called? Um, turn turn uh, turn-based. Turn yeah, turn turn-based combat. I mean, these little simple games, they just they just do it for me. I don't know what it is about them that I like so much, but I just love these games. Um, even it came from the Fallout series. A lot of people they say they say Fallout Three is the greatest Fallout game, and I I actually would probably agree with that. But I think Fallout Two is just as good, and Fallout Two is this is a completely different style of game from Three. It's that top down party based game like I'm talking about. You know, Wasteland was the progenitor to the Fallout games. Uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't have the the Fallout games that Wasteland, but so I'm I'm in the last couple of hours of Wasteland Two, and then I will of course go back and play the original first Wasteland from 1988 or 87 that started it all. But that's all I've been playing, guys, and I've really had a blast with these role playing games. Uh, Levi, I've played Fallout Three as well. Uh, Fallout Three is really the only one I played in the series, but. How much do you think, like, Fallout 3 is particularly memorable, and 
for me, like, it's, like, because of, like, the decision with Megaton. Like, how much do you think, like, that decision at Megaton or that, that place in general, like, feeds into how memorable Fallout 3 is, a, is, a, is, a, is as a game and then how people look back on that and, and, and you know, and remember just maybe one aspect of a game and then kind of, like, generalize that game as a whole and think, oh, that's the best game. I'm not saying it's not the best game, but I feel like some of the high points in that game are, you know, more memorable than maybe other games, and that kind of not covers for it, but makes it seem like a a much larger and uh, more important step in the series than maybe other games. Well, my experience with Megaton might be a little different from yours, because Megaton is in most of the other Fallout games. So, while 3 did revolve around it, I guess it did strike me as quite as important. I mean, I understand what you're saying. You you had the decision whether to save Megaton. And, um, of course, I did. Most of the people I know did. But, as far as being memorable, just in general, whether it's Megaton or, or whatever aspect of the game you're looking at, Fallout 3 is the most memorable Fallout game of them all. Um, it is the best for that reason. It has the best story. It it doesn't probably it probably doesn't have the best gameplay. It definitely doesn't have the best maps. The maps were terrible. I was always lost uh, until I really figured out, you know, basically to ignore the maps. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was it's a hell of a memorable game. But if you if you really liked it and liked that style, you should go play New Vegas too. Yeah, I I um I don't know why I haven't played any other games in the Fallout series. I got the I got the Platinum in Fallout Three. I didn't get all the trophies hundred percent because um oh was it the Steel Ignots that you had to find in one of the DLCs? I'm just like fuck it, I'm not doing this. Um, so one of the collectibles held me but held me back from having hundred percent in that game. Yeah, I don't know really why I I didn't play more Fallout Three or more Fall uh more Fallout. Well, for me, it's like. Just the whole post-apocalyptic genre. It's my thing. You know, even in my hobbies and my personal life, you know, I'm always, um, you know, I'm not like this diehard doomsday prepper, but I'm always, you know, focusing myself on learning all these skill sets, you know, learning how to forage and find out what all these plants are and what they do and learning how to hunt and how to fish. And it's, you know, it became such a hobby and all these, you know, um, primitive forms of construction and you know it's such a such a major part of my day-to-day life that when i get in and to, to a post-apocalyptic game and it's like man you know this <laughs> this could this could happen one day you know you never know uh, i don't know it's just i've always had an interest in post post-apocalyptic even in reading uh in movies it's just it's my genre so these games to me i can just play them constantly I do think that, you know, when you create a world that's post-apocalyptic, I think that you do fall into the, there could possibly be a trap in that there are many ways to kind of um, portray a post-apocalyptic world. It's not always, you know, just everything is firebombed and it's all gray and brown and just like this really limited set of colors. Like, Like Rage is a game series that, at least I didn't play number two, I did play number one, that it's kind of one of those games where you see the palettes they used and just the world, and it's like, man, 
this is kind of the post-apocalyptic world that I'm over with. And then you kind of look at something like Horizon Zero Dawn, which is kind of post-apocalyptic, but in a very different way. Because uh, the the life of humans has changed very, very much. And, you know, just happening about anywhere in the world isn't necessarily safe for you because you got, you got the danger of the machines and stuff like that. So I think that one of the things people need to do in the game industry is find ways to better portray post-apocalyptic worlds than just like, oh, it's all dirt and desert now and and ruins and this is what you got to live with because you know things like people get tired of stuff like a thousand zombie movies or a thousand zombie shows and i feel like people tend to kind of overlook post-apocalyptic games because they're just like well i'm just over this i mean not necessarily you levi but i think that portraying that type of world is you know finding different ways to do that and show that you know humans necessarily aren't in control anymore i think that it becomes increasingly important to reimagine that like like the way that people reimagine hell in video games in a number of different ways. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> if if there's people out there and, and you, you like these type of books and you like the movies, post-apocalyptic, uh, you know, wasteland type stuff, if you're into that and uh, post-apoc sci-fi, if you're into that and you have never played the Fallout games or the Wasteland games, you you need to you need to dive in. And honestly, I would probably start with three. I was going to say, is it wrong to tell people to start with three? Yeah, but see, a lot of people, a lot of people have never went back and played one and two. Um, they'll play like three, and then they'll play either four next, or they'll play New Vegas or, or New Vegas then four, and then they'll try seventy six, and then they'll stop. <laughs> me, me, I went three, two, one then New Vegas, and I actually started four, and it's another one of those things that started about a year ago, and I wanted to, I put it on pause because I had just played so much Fallout and beat two Fallout games back to back that I didn't want to burn myself out. So Fallout 4, actually, I've never played. So um, I'll be starting it soon. Was Fallout 3 the first game, I know it was on PS3, was that the first Fallout game on the PS3? Yes. Yes, okay. because Fallout Two, Fallout One and Two were just PC games. Okay, I mean that explains why there might have been people like that's kind of a starting point for a lot of people is because it was the first one available on home consoles. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm going to look up the year right now, but yeah, Fallout Two was back in '98. So yeah, it was strictly PC game, and of course, one was also. All right. Uh, we got to move on. Uh, let's get to our topics here. We have topics. We do have topics. It's not just the Alex and Levi conversation the entire show. What you 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 got up and you walked away and you and you know we're letting Levi vamp. We don't have you know Levi on all the time. So if he wants to talk about post post apocalyptic, then by God, let him do it. All right. Let's get in, as is customary on the first show of the new month, let's give you our PlayStation Plus update of the free game. Which people seem more pissed about than usual. Uh, Alright, so the three games that we're going to be getting, uh, and I actually, it's two and a half games, so let's be real here. Uh, you're going to get Mortal Shell and Lego DC Super Villains for the PS4. And you're going to get Godfall for the PS4 and PS5, but I want to be clear here, 
This is not the full game. So so not only did nobody buy this game when it launched, or I shouldn't say nobody, very few people bought it when it launched. We're not even going to give you the full game. We're just going to give you a taste of it. So hopefully you buy the full game. All right. So uh, this story is coming from Logan Plant over at IGN. There was an update uh, as of four days ago uh, as of this recording. Says PlayStation is offering a unique version of Godfall called, quote, the Challenger Edition, end quote, which focuses on three unique modes, Lightbringer, Dreamstones, and the Ascend Tower of Trials. These are all end-game content, meaning the version offered as part of PlayStation Plus will push players immediately to the post-game content with max-level characters pre-equipped with the right gear and weapons. As noted on the PlayStation blog, Godfall Challenger Edition will be compatible with co-op and cross-gen play, but if players want to access the campaign for Godfall and the Fire and Darkness expansion, they'll need to upgrade to the Deluxe Edition. So, you're going to be getting the two games from the PS4, uh, Mortal Shell and the LEGO DC Super Villains, but Godfall is only going to be the endgame content, and if you actually want to go through the campaign, you're going to need to purchase. I saw people, I saw people refer to this as a demo, a demo version. Thank you. That's exactly what I was just going to say. So basically, they're giving us a demo. Well, okay. Call it, call I, it, I, call I, it like it is. Okay, I don't know that I would call this a demo. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, we'll oh, get, we'll get, we'll get fancy. It's a glorified demo. We'll put some, we'll put a fancy word in front of demo to make no. it sound better. It's a unique demo. It's an extravagant okay. demo. It's a pretty demo. I don't know. Think of something. Okay. Uh, okay. Let, let let's call it as it is. Is I do I think Sony is shitty for doing this? Yes. But you're gonna be able to play Godfall and. To be fair, like with games like Games for Service, like I play with the Division, most of my gameplay within the Division has been end game content. So they are giving you essentially the the major part of the game. I'm not I so you will be able to play end game content from on going further. You can be able to buy the expansions, all that stuff. But if you want to play the campaign, you're gonna have to pay for it. Which I think is pretty shitty. Now, I'm not going to defend Sony here because there's been rumors that this was not Sony's decision. This was Gearbox's decision to only give this part of the game. So I don't know where the blame lies, but they are giving you Godfall. You are going to be able to play it nonstop. So that's why I say I don't know if I would call it a demo, but I, 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 I see where people are getting getting it from say, saying it's a demo. But I would not call this a demo because you're actually playing the post-game content. This is basically like going hunting. To, you know, Levi saw the show, so I'm going to use this as an example. This is like going hunting for deer, and somebody just walks up and hands you a deer and throws it in the back of your truck. that a good analogy, Levi? That's fair enough. So, I, To be fair, I wasn't going... If it is the full campaign of Godfall, I probably wasn't going to play it, so... I'm not really that riled up about this. Uh, but I can understand, like... I mean, you pay for PlayStation Plus, and they say, hey, you're getting this number of free games a month. And one of those games is, sure, you can be, they, they can say, oh, well, you can play it uh, to your heart's content. You can play as much as you want. But this is the first time that they've actually, like, they've had to have a caveat with one of the games, right? It's not like they've they've no. never given us a, like, they've always given us full games, right? The full game. Nope. Nope. Drive Club. 
the only game is part of the game. No, well, so there's a precedent for this, but I, I mean, I don't think many people are going to play Godfall anyway. So, all right. Uh, in addition to this, PlayStation Plus subscribers will all also have access to three PSVR titles until January third. Those games include The Walking Dead: Saints and Sinners, The Persistence, and Until You Fall. Uh, so, and Sony's given away for the Platinum's fifth anniversary. Play, apparently, PlayStation VR has been out for five years already. So, there you go. Uh, and, well, and as you listen to this, uh, these games are available as of yesterday. So, uh, uh, Yield, I know you said that uh, you didn't pick up this month. So you still have until Tuesday or Monday to pick up. Monday. Yeah, Monday. I, I realized that the first wasn't until. You know, like Tuesday or something. I thought that it had already switched over. Right. So I could still go back and pick up uh, a couple of them. But next month, I'll probably get the Lego game. Well, I mean, as I'm, I always say. I, 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 know, I know what you say, them, but I'm not putting in Godfall in. Because I had no desire to ever play Godfall when it was announced. Well, uh, like I said, and this is just, you know, we learned from the past. Put it in your your list and you know you never have to download it but it's good that it's there if you ever do change your mind about godfall or uh mortal shell so i'll have to look uh, up mortal shell i don't know much about it all right and so let's move on to our next topic here uh a game that i don't think anybody else besides me has played well that's because uh, you have to have vr yes but if i had uh, vr i would have played it uh, Moss 2 is going to arrive on PlayStation sometime in the first half of next year. The sequel will build on the story explored in the first boss with the mouse protagonist Quill dealing with a winged tyrant that is hunting her with the Hex Castle. New allies, old friends, and the castle itself will provide aid for Quill and players as they combat enemies twisted in fire and steel and overcome puzzles. Uh, this story is also coming from IGN and is written by Matt Perslow. Uh, if you do have a VR, I highly recommend this game. Uh, this is one of my favorite games to play. And uh, if I had room to set up my VR right now, currently with my studio, this is probably a game that I would go back and get the Platinum in. Uh, I think it's one of the best VR games ever made. I wonder if it's out for Oculus, specifically the Rift S. Is it on the Rift S? That's the one I own. I don't know if it's on the... I don't know what it is, but I know it's not just on PlayStation VR. I know it's on other ones. Yeah, see, I'd never heard of it until I got to looking at the notes. And I got to looking at it, and, you know, a little bit of the gameplay, and the reviews, and the VR, and I was like, hell, this is... this is pretty awesome. Because, see, my problem with VR is, I bought a VR, you know, everybody knows my favorite game series is Half-Life, we don't have to go into that. I basically built a $2,500 PC and bought a $300 Oculus Rift S for no reason other than to play Half-Life Alex. Sorry. Had a hard time forming that sentence, but anyway, I did. So I played it, and it was my first experience into VR, and pretty much everybody agrees right now it's the greatest VR game ever made. So my first experience is the greatest, and then I went and tried to play some other games, and I was like, this is crap. So until games get as good as Alex, 
I don't know that I'm going to get to enjoy it. I think it's a lot of like, I love, I love retro from the nineties, but the people, you know, who dove in just in the past 10 years in gaming, they can't go back and play those retro games. They just, they can't, it, it just doesn't do it for them. So now that I've tried modern VR, I understand exactly where they're coming from, but I'm thinking Moss might be an exception. So I'm going to buy it. Um, I just looked it up. It's available on PlayStation VR, Oculus Quest, Steam, Oculus Rift S, and Viveport Infinity. I'm going to buy it. Um, so, And I know that uh, Facebook is moving away from Oculus. They're going to start not calling it. Uh, I forgot what the, what's Facebook's new name. I don't remember. Anyway, so it is... Meta. Meta, that's what it is. So, uh, we're moving it away. Uh, so it's not just on VR, so this is the point I'm trying to get to. All right, so the next topic we have... Hold, hold on, Tricky. I, I, I knew you didn't include this in the show, but I just saw this as uh, posted 11 hours ago by Push Square. Um, Send me a link, sir. What's that, Tricky? Send me the link. I'll... Oh, well, here, no, I can, I can go over it. Um, the, the source, the original source is Sacred Symbols Colin Moriarty. But in order to read this information, you have to have a, pa- a Patreon, or you have to be a patron of theirs, and I am not. So, uh, Push Square, um, Eurogaming.net, and Video Games Chronicle are all uh, very good uh, good folks for posting this information for those of us who are not patrons of Colin Moriarty and, and his website. Uh, it's about the new Bioshock game. You know, you're talking about a sequel to Moss. And then uh, I just saw this, and I thought I would share with our listeners. The title is New Bioshock Set in a Fictional Antarctic City in the 1960s. Uh from the from the article written by Sammy Barker, again over at PushSquare.com, a fresh set of rumors recently pegged the game's name as Bioshock Isolation, and now word comes by way of sacred symbols Colin Moriarty that the release is, is set in a fictional Antar- Antarctic city in the 1960s. This information has since been corroborated by a slew of other sources, including Eurogamer.net and VGC. We know that the title is in development and a new team called Cloud Chamber, and Marty, Moriarty says that the studio has been given incredible latitude to get it right. At this point, we're expecting some kind of teaser at the Game Awards, especially seeing as host Jeff Keighley has been hinting at some kind of announcement that's been two and a half years in the making, which matches up with the timeline of this new Bioshock game. Series creator Ken Levine, or excuse me, Ken Levine, will of course not be involved with the new Bioshock project, but Moriarty adds that the publisher Take-Two has snapped up his new studio, Ghost Story Games, inaugural project, which was described as an immersive sim with RPG elements all the way back in 2017. So, uh, Ken Levine, not associated with the new Bioshock, but his new project will be uh, published by Take-Two. So I'm reading here now that it's supposed to be an open-world game, and I just don't know what to think about an open-world Bioshock. They're going to have a hell of a time pulling that off. We'll see. But, uh, I mean, the original Bioshock set the bar really high, and then, you know, uh, Bioshock 2 is the, a good the game. The original Bioshock is in my top five games of all time. It is, you know, it's up there. You know what's even crazier, Levi, is that I think Bioshock Infinite's an even better game. Than the original Bioshock, but that's just yeah, me. it's my least favorite of the three. But I still loved it. Yeah, so there, there you go. Just want to throw that out there for for all the Bioshock fans out there. And Antarctic Bioshock, which I mean, they've gone to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, they've gone to the bottom of the ocean. They've gone up to the clouds. Let's see what they can do on uh... open world with character driven stories. This is going to be a darn RPG. Bioshock open world RPG. <laughs> <laughs> what a t- I don't I don't know how much I like that because I like the way the Bioshock was <laughs> yeah, previously I, uh, 
Mate. I don't know about all this. I like what the I like it, you know, being there's some exploration, but it was mostly linear. I did appreciate that about Bioshock. We don't need every game to be open world and RPG. Right. Well, it's what I used to say uh, as a, a first, it's a day one buy for me. A day one buy for me is now a six month buy because I'm so sick and tired of buying these games day one and they're so buggy you can't play them and it ruins my first experience of the game and I, I don't enjoy it after that. So my day one buy is now a six month buy and all of the bugs are worked out of these games by six month and <laughs> gaming is so much better. If you wait six months. So that's my tip to any gamer in the world. Give it six months. And yeah, how do you segue into this tricky, which I mean, I guess we are, we're kind of like profits here on the show. We've been calling for this for how long? All right. Well, again, this is simply right now. It's just simply. Oh, they got to be doing Uh, this. There's no way they can look at the numbers from PlayStation now and be like, yep, we're happy with this. Okay, to, to be fair, it is still a rumor, yes, but we all know it's coming. Uh, I'm going to read this article entirely because it has some, uh, a lot of information. Uh, I can't wait click, to get to I, the end of it. Go to IGN and click on this. The, the name of the article is PlayStation is reported working on an Xbox Game Pass competitor. Uh, also, this article is uh, touching from a story from... Um, God, I just forget his name. Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg. Although you need a subscription to Bloomberg to keep reading the article. All right, so Sony Bye, is Matt T.M. Kim. Kim, or excuse me, Matt Kim. Oh, I didn't say that. I apologize. Thank you. Uh, Sony's working on a competing Xbox Game Pass service for PlayStation, according to the new report. Bloomberg says sources familiar with Sony plan- Sony's plans shared details of a new service code named Spartacus, where PlayStation owners can pay a monthly fee for access to a library of modern and classic games. This is the same model used for Xbox's popular Game Pass service. Documents on the project reveal three tiers for the upcoming service. The first includes the same benefits as PlayStation Plus, which is required for online gaming and comes with some free games each month. A higher tier offers access to gaming catalog like Game Pass, and a third tier will include extended demos, game streaming, and access to a larger library that includes PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP games. Sounds like a brilliant idea. Given that the backwards compatibility has been a popular request from Sony PlayStation owners, using the new service to introduce older games to the library could be an enticing Wait a minute, hold on. Who on this show said that they were going to do backwards compatibility for these older games via PlayStation Now? I think it was me. I think we all... I think we all did, actually. Well, pretty sure I said I'm just it most glad, I'm just glad Sony is finally acknowledging, despite what all the people in the loot bros have been saying, I'm glad Sony is acknowledging that PS Now is not a competitor to Game Pass. It's not in the same league well, as Game well, Pass. You say that, but Daryl was... Daryl's been on this show before, and he was singing the praises of PlayStation Now. And yeah, to him, I, to him, hold, hold on, PS hold Now on, is hold better. Hold on, but, hold on. Let's we are acknowledging this, that it is not a competitor, but they are making a competitor like I've been saying for three years they should do. Let, let me get through this article, and this way we can start fighting and duking it out. Go the ahead. new service is expected to launch in spring 2022 and will merge Sony's two existing subscription services, PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now, a cloud service that lets users stream games directly to their consoles. According to Bloomberg, the PlayStation Plus name will remain, but PlayStation Now will be phased out as a brand. 
Despite despite being competitors like Stadia to beaten competitors like Stadia to the market, PlayStation Now has failed to catch on as a core PlayStation subscription service. Though the company has recently recently taken steps to add major releases like God of War and The Last of Us Two, it's plain to see why PlayStation wants to get in on a similar service similar to Game Pass. Xbox subscription service has been a huge hit for the company and has over 18 million subscribers as of January 2021. Alongside access to the library of games, Xbox Game Pass offers users day one access to first-party Xbox games like Forza Horizon 5 and Halo Infinite. Future titles like from Starfield from Bethesda are also coming to Game Pass. Xbox Game Pass offers subscriptions for $10 a month or $15 a month for the Ultimate tier, which includes Game Pass for both console and PC cloud streaming. So, there you go. Now, is PlayStation Now on the same tier as Game Pass? No. Never was. But, but PlayStation Now destroys them in subscription numbers. Wait, no it doesn't. Yes, Are you talking does. about Plus or plus PlayStation Now? Because I thought that PlayStation Now had like, what, 3 million subscribers. We we talked about this in the show before, and 1. it was a, a much lower number. Hold on, I will look it up. I could be wrong. I may be confusing the two. Game Pass is, Game Pass is pushing 30 now. Right at 30. PS Plus has 47.6, and Game Pass has 30 million. Well, that's not even people, like, subscriptions for, like who have Xbox Gold. Like that's not even counting that. That's even larger than PlayStation Plus. Okay, maybe. May okay. I can't. I can't find anything. So I may be wrong. Hold on. Here, you you do the show still, and I'll look because I'm pretty sure that last we looked, I Play just told you forty seven point six million is Sony PS Plus. No, no, no. I'm talking Game about PlayStation Plus Now. Has Thirty. No, PlayStation Now subscribers. PS I mean, Now was now. PS Now peaked at about two point eight, and they've lost and they've dropped down to about two. Yeah. There you go. Okay, uh, so I, I take back my previous statement. I I was wrong, but the 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 major question and yield. I'm going to go to you first because I know like oh uh, goody, <laughs> I I know you were a little vocal on this in our little text chat. Uh, I, I I think it was well it was the text chat or Facebook group, one of the two. Okay, I, I get I get confused. Either way, either way, um, and I know your brother was vocal too. So we'll. we'll We'll put that in there. Okay. Uh, does PlayStation or Sony need to come out with a Game Pass type service? Like, Absolutely. Is this necessary? Absolutely. Okay. So, so from my standpoint, no, because Sony can do Sony can do Sony, Microsoft can do Microsoft, Nintendo can do Nintendo. Not every platform needs to be exactly the same. That's what makes them unique. Microsoft is unique because they have a they have a, a pass that releases games day and date. Now, if Sony wants a piece of that pie, that's fine, but I find it I find it very annoying that today gamers in general, when one system is doing something that the other system is not, the other system needs to do it. You know? And it to me that that's just an annoying thing. Uh I mean Sony's gonna do what Sony wants to do. Now, um, you got any other questions before I go off the off the rails? Here, let me let me. No, go. I I will okay, kind of back on. yield in this point in that whenever people have talked about, I know that Nintendo's off doing their own thing, but whenever people talked about you know chiding Sony for not getting in, you know, you know, not using Gaikai's technology a little better, I mean, they probably should have, yes, but 
you know, saying yeah, talking about Microsoft that. and how they were they beat Sony to the punch and they did so much better and Sony needs to do this, Sony needs to do that, Sony needs to get better. No one says anything about Nintendo. And Nintendo's much further behind than Sony. Everyone always pits Sony against Microsoft and no one's and it's like, you know, oh for Sony to, you know, really do well, they've got to do this. But no one ever says that Nintendo needs their Game Pass um competitor. Well, to be fair, to be fair, and I, I'm not trolling here. I Nintendo is a strong foot in the market, but I don't see them in the same conversation as Sony and Microsoft because Nintendo is going to Nintendo. They they Okay, but by that logic then Sony can, Sony can't Sony just Sony? So, Sony can do Sony cuz see listen. What? Well, what? Well, okay. Yo, the the yo, three of us. Yo, the three... Before you go on, hold on. Yo, be- before you go on, I just want to ask this question. Yeah. Does anybody feel okay if, if it was Sony versus Nintendo or Microsoft versus Nintendo? Does anybody see that as direct competition or real? Just the way I see it, the only real competition for Sony or Microsoft is each other. Nintendo Correct. is going to do but their own thing regardless. You can, but that's where the competition. You can say is. that, but Nintendo, in order, like. You can't play a Switch and a PlayStation or an Xbox all at the same time. So Nintendo is, you know, they're still releasing games and they're still taking people's time away that might go to Sony or Microsoft. So they still are a competitor. Even if their business model isn't the same, they're still a video game company. They're still making video games. So that is taking people's time away that they could be devoting, and money as well, that they could be devoting to Xbox and PlayStation. So yes, they are a competitor. Okay, yield. I'm sorry, I cut you. So, so the, the three of us, kind of going down what you started with. Well, the four of us. What? 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 The four of us. Because <laughs> well, L- Levi does all three. He 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 he's kind of he he's multi-platform. He, so he, he but he does but, PC but, as well too. But that's why I say he's multi-platform. So he and he can answer this as well. But what's the main reason we we stay with Sony? The games. The games. It's the games. Right, the first party Alex games, is the yeah. games tricky. Why do you stay with Sony? First party games. Okay, Levi. Why do you play Sony games? I I don't really I don't really side in it all. I play PC. I play Sony. I play Switch. I play Microsoft. I play retro. I play whatever I think a great game is, regardless. Okay, okay let me let, let me rephrase your question. Why why do you play Sony games? The same reason I play games from everybody. It's games the games I enjoy. Okay. Okay. So 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 three out of four of us are are we we stick with Sony because of their games. Well, right? to be fair, I also have a Switch, so I do play Nintendo games as well. You you do, but but what what I'm getting at is so Sony is good at stories. All right. That's why most people say they won the last generation, all right? So Microsoft hasn't really focused on stories as of yet. Instead, they went out and they gave everybody backwards compatibility that they were screaming about, and they're giving people day and day, day one, day and day, yeah, day and day access on their first party games. And that's what makes Game Pass appealing. So, so, and that's their niche right now. So now everybody's saying Sony needs to copy that. Well, in my opinion, they don't. They just need to stick with doing games. Let If you want to dabble in it, dabble in it, but you don't need to compete in it. It's like I said in our group chat or whatever, bundling... Okay. <clears throat> plus, is, plus is nowhere near on any level, and we've said this before, Levi agreed with me, it's nowhere compatible to Game Pass. 
plus. Plus does you mean now? Huh? You said plus. Do you mean now? No, no. I'm going with plus first. Plus is okay, nowhere compatible to to Game Pass because plus does give you a couple free games a month. Free in quotations. Okay. But the hold, hold on a second, Yield. I think you, I think I Yield. I think you're confusing things. No, Xbox I'm version not, no, plus I'm, is I'm Xbox not, Live. I'm not confusing things yet. Let me finish. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. So, you get a couple free games of Plus. Plus's bread and butter is a discount that you get. Alright? Now, PlayStation Now is the closest thing to Game Pass because of how you can go back and you can play PS3, PS2, PS1 games. Alright? Like you can with Game Pass. You can go back and you can get all of Xbox catalog. The difference right now is the day and date releases. And I reply a few other things that I'm not for sure because I'm not a an Xbox gamer. Okay, bundling now with Plus does not make now more competitive, more sexy, more influential. In my opinion, this is just it's it's take like I said, it's taking a hand me down and dressing it up and going look, it's pretty. If if you want to make now relevant. Then you need to take now and make it competitive with Game Pass, not bundling it with Plus and going, look, we gave you a competitor. You really, you didn't. I think that's just my opinion. I think, I think the point is that they're going to get rid of PlayStation now and just put all those services under the PlayStation Plus umbrella and bolster PlayStation Plus with three separate tiers. So PlayStation now is going away. They're not trying to be like, oh, PlayStation Now is the sexy new thing. They're, from what I read, they're basically, the umbrella it's going under is PlayStation Plus, and they're trying to make PlayStation Plus sexier. Which I don't get why, because, like, most people are PlayStation Plus members anyway. Uh, well, you pointed this out, Yield, I think, when you were uh, answering in the community, but the fact that you have the option at Tier 1 just to stay with PlayStation Plus and not do anything else. I'm and and I'm okay with that because that, that is a good decision. Into it. That the, is a good decision. The second tier is like oh uh, some kind of like I guess what they're going to do in the second tier is like essentially the access you have in PlayStation Now like PlayStation Now is going to become tier 2 where you have access to games like you would on Game Pass just not day and day releases of the new games. And then tier 3 is going to be um, you know, streaming. So right now with PlayStation Now, you can either download the games to your console and play them, or you can stream them from Sony servers. They seem to be breaking that up, and the streaming is going to go to Tier 3, and you'll have to download games to your console to play them in Tier 2. And then, of course, uh, Tier 3 also has the extended trials, um, and, and they're going to put more, I assume, more PS, more of the older or the retro games on there for the PS1, PS2, and PSP, which, I'm going to be honest, I guess that Sony's business strategy isn't going to change because they're still not going to put their biggest new releases out. Like, Horizon Forbidden West is not going to be available. Or, you know, even if the service was available when Horizon comes out in February, you're not going to see that given out for free or, like, as part of a subscription service. You're going to have to buy that game for $70 if you want to play it on the first day. As yes. well, you should. So, what and, they're going to... And that's... Oh, go ahead, Alex. Basically, tier, tier 2 is essentially going to be what's PlayStation Now. And then Tier 3 is going to be more retro games like Nintendo's doing on their services. I just got to say, hopefully Sony does it a lot better than Nintendo, because Nintendo's really shit in the bed when it comes to that Nintendo 64 online 
and the SNES and the NES, they've just they have the opportunity to something do something great with those channels, and they've not done enough to support those channels. But I think that if Sony really wants to to you know make Tier Three worth it, and depending on how much it is, they really need to get a lot of that back catalog from the PS One and the PS Two on there. It can't just be a trickle of games. They got to actually put quite a few games on there, as many games as they can get, because that's the only thing that's going to be Tier Three worthy. Especially if you're trying to compete with Game Pass, if you're not going to give people, you know, a subscription service that allows you to get the newest games without paying any more than your subscription fee, then you're going to have to have a huge back catalog of retro games. You can't just kind of, like, half-ass it there. And that's my only concern with this, is that Tier 3, it's like, oh yeah, you can play all these older games, but are you going to have enough of those games to make it worth it? And personally, like, I, you know... That's, I mean, I'm going to stick with the, the tier one pricing because if it, if it tier two is PlayStation now, then to me, it's not worth it because I played a lot of the biggest PlayStation games, but you know, depending on what tier three looks like, you know, and how many of the older games they look back, that's going to be the differentiator because again, I don't think we're going to get, you know, new PS5 games, you know, right away. And, and to be fair on PlayStation now, not every game is downloadable, but I'll, although every game is streamable, I think it's only the. PS4 games that are downloadable. Okay. Well, that makes or sense because I played two PS4 might... games on there, so. Yeah. Um, now, the real question is, and uh, stemming from the comments uh, from Homer, uh, I, I'm just trying to bring it up real quick. Uh, Homer said, uh, while Sony wouldn't comment on Spartacus price instruction, they did note that the merge platform would be, the tier- would be tiered and the highest tiered could access the classic titles. He said, translation, they're going to charge you 180 a year just like Game Pass. Um, and then somebody replied saying, that's a lot of money. Didn't realize Game Pass costs that much. Um, I said Game Pass is only $60, in which uh, Homer replied, he goes, well, he was talking about uh, Game Pass uh, Game Pass Ultimate. Um, so he says, base Game Pass, which does not include Xbox Live Gold, EA Play, Online Play with Friends, uh, friends co- compatibility and a limited list of Game Pass games is sixty dollars a year. If you want the whole kit and caboodle, then it's fourteen ninety nine a month or a hundred one hundred eighty a year. Uh, to be clear, Game Pass Game Pass Ultimate uh includes it for the console and the PC. Uh, you can buy Game Pass on the PC. You can buy Game Pass on the console. Ultimate combines the two and it saves you five dollars a month. Uh, but yield. This is why I thought you were confused earlier, because Game Pass does not include Xbox Live, which, if you if you're going to compare the two services, Plus and Live are the direct competitors, where Game Pass and Now are the direct competitors. Just because you just because you have Game Pass does not mean you have Xbox Live. So to Homer's point here, for the Xbox Live Ultimate, which again. It's $180 a year. Uh, even if you get that, and Sony comes out and says, what, whatever, if this just comes true and they combine the services and that's $180 a year, you still it's still cheaper than what Microsoft is putting out because this will include the access to the online and the games where you have to buy the two separate two services separate on the Xbox. That's why I, that's why I thought you were confused earlier. Oh, I apologize. Okay. But I, I, I still I still feel I feel that 
the articles and the news outlets are making more out of this than what this really is. Like I said, I just I, feel I, 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 I agree with you that 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 yeah, this this is kind of Sony's answer to it, but you can't use I I still you're still comparing apples and oranges, and people are gobbling it up like it's the same thing, and I'm like I. Am I a moron? Because I'm trying to look at it objectional, and everybody's comparing it as if it's the same thing. It, I mean, okay, they're comparing it because it's two streaming services, and I'm I don't have Game Pass to actually confirm this. Maybe Levi, you could help me out on this. But Game Pass, I don't think you can download the games. I think it all has to be streaming. Am I right on that? It's the opposite. You can't stream them. You download the games. Okay, so you have to download them. It's no streaming, right? Okay, which is far superior. Well, objectively, yes. Downloading the well, game, yeah. you, you can download it, and then you can go completely offline. You, right. You're not dependent on servers being bogged down or no nonsense. It's just like you own that game. Well, I don't know if you can go offline because I think the game still would still need to ping the server. I know for certain you can game. go offline. I do it all the time. Oh, I'm doing it right now. I. I, I would think that they would still need to ping the server to make sure you have access to it. But, you know, I stand corrected. Uh, they do it first. Here's... When you first boot the game, it confirms your membership, it confirms who you are, then boom, you can jump off. Because uh, I know, because uh, when, I, when I bring my PlayStation to work, and I'm playing it at work, uh, it's not my primary console, so every half an hour it needs me to ping the server. So I just turn on my phone real quick, ping the server, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but with that being said, let's get to my thoughts on this. I think it would be really, really stupid of Sony to release their games day one on the service. I don't. If, if they're going to combine this where they're going to say, okay, you can have this backlog of games you can play. We're going to sh- shuffle in the games in and out. That's great. But I think it would be really stupid for Sony to start releasing their games day one release like uh like Microsoft does. I commented this on many times uh when Microsoft made the move and saying that uh all their games are cross gen buy or cross buy that essentially you do not need a Series S or X anymore because you can just play the games on their PC. There's no reason to buy the console. And I think Microsoft, and again, I'm not trolling here. I think Microsoft made a bad business decision that's going to give them initial success in the fact that, oh, you want to play Halo? Day one on Game Pass. You want to play Forza? Day one on Game Pass. That's great. That sounds great. But in the long run, I think this is going to hurt Microsoft because they're not making the game sales, even though there are reports saying more people are buying games after playing on Game Pass. I don't see how that's possible. I don't see why that logically that would make sense. But you can't buy the games. Right now, Microsoft is succeeding in the fact that because it's so hard to find the consoles, you don't need the console to play their games. That's where they're beating Sony. But as it shows out, Sony is still killing them in console sales. Even though both systems are very hard to get, Sony is still killing in console sales. So, I think it would be stupid for day one, Sony released their games on day one. I think, like Microsoft, ha- or excuse me, not Microsoft, like Nintendo holds value on their games, and they very rarely discount their games. They're saying, 
here's a seven old ga- year old game. It's still sixty dollars or same same fifty dollars. I think Sony has value in their games. Sony is known for their first party studios. They put out stellar games. They put out awesome games. And to give it away for free, I think would hurt Sony in the long run. And I think Microsoft's business strategy right now, this is just my personal opinion, it's going to hurt them in the long run. They're going to have initial success with safe having right now. But I think in the long run, it's going to hurt. But I mean, the one thing that this does give them is when you have a subscription services, Microsoft then knows the guaranteed income that's going to come into them over the course of a certain amount of time. Otherwise, with Sony, it's like, okay, well, we may sell, we forecast that we're going to sell this many copies of this game. So, it, I mean, it gives Microsoft guaranteed income, those subscription services. And, you know, they're basically looking at loyalty through that rather than letting you buy their games. If you still want to go buy their games, they'll let you do that too. But they want your loyalty. They want your guaranteed money. Even if it's 10 to $15 a month, that's what they're getting and that's what they want. And I'm sure that they've looked at the amount of money they're making off of that and the subscription sales, they look at that and they say, oh, well, this is, you know, we're still profitable because we have all these, this guaranteed money coming in, so we can afford to, you know, put these games on there for free, and well, not for free, but for subscription, and have people, you know, consume them that way. They don't know, they've found a business strategy that maybe they don't need to sell games at $70 anymore, they just rely on the money that's coming in from memberships, and maybe that allow, pushes them to be profitable, maybe, you know. Maybe that outdoes what they would make in just straight game sales. Uh, okay, I I'm looking it up right now because uh, I'm actually curious to see uh, it right now because Plus and Game Pass are both ten dollars a month. I'm trying to see if uh, there's a discount on a year subscription. I will say while you're looking tricky that I do think the one thing that's going to hurt Sony is I think that if they're, you know, people are going to position this, whether they they come out and advertise this, oh, this is a, an Xbox Game Pass killer or a competitor or whatever. I think people are going to expect it to offer a lot of the same things that Game Pass does. And when they come out with this tier system, and if, you know, they're not offering new PS5 games, I think that's going to make them look bad because, okay, well, in a, in a lot of people's minds, Game Pass is great because it allows you to play the newest games for 10 to $15 a month. But, you know, what good does it do Sony to do come up with this new service and then still be seen as lagging behind because you're not offering the biggest games day and date under one subscription umbrella. Okay. I, I need to correct myself here. I want to be clear. Cause I know there's probably people yelling at their iPods or whatever. Uh, I just, iPods. I'm on Xbox. You're an old man. Oh, iPhones? Would you want that? Would be more appropriate. Okay, I'm on Xbox.com right now. Uh, console and PC uh, are both nine dollars a month. Now, all three, including the ultimate, uh, you, it says you can play over a hundred high high quality games. New games added all the times. Xbox Game Studios titles same release are same day as released. Remember discounts and deals. Now, for console, that's what you get. For PC, you get all of that, plus it includes EA Play. If you get Ultimate, and this is where I have to correct myself, you get all of that, plus it includes Gold. So, with if you get the Ultimate, it's $15 a month. It's the best value the, in gaming right now. But but here's the problem, and I again, I'm looking on Microsoft.com right now, 
they don't offer year subscriptions, which I think is bad. Because I can go get PlayStation Now and it's not nine dollars a month, but I can go get a year and get pay for sixty dollars, which is half the price. Get it for twenty seven dollars, like I do. Well, I well you find deals. I'm just talking about standard pricing. This ultimate is one hundred eighty dollars, and they're offering no discount for anybody that turns around and says, "I'm going to stay on for a year." That I think is wrong. So if Sony comes out the gate and says, "Listen, we're going to give you." Our PlayStation Plus, which is going to include PlayStation Now, and it's going to be $9, $10 a month, but you can buy for a year and you can only pay $100. I, I think that's smart. Well, and also that, you I mean, buy, if you can buy three months of Ultimate at a time, you can't do a year, but you can buy three months. All right, how much is it for three months? $25? Uh, well, right now it's on sale for 25 bucks at Walmart, but I think it's normally 30 uh, no, I, I, w- I want the actual Xbox price because uh, thirty you can't go for it's thirty. 30. Mm-hmm. All right, so, so you buy two months, you get one month free. Right. All right. So there essentially is a discount of fifteen dollars if you buy three months. Well, if, if you so okay, so over the course of the year, if you do you buy that four times, which covers the year, you're going to pay one hundred and twenty dollars. If I'm doing the math right, and you're essentially going to get four months free. Actually, I take it back. That's that's not even through Microsoft. I I do it through uh, it's Amazon. Yeah, this the ones I buy is always through Amazon. I'm sorry. It's it says buy Microsoft, but it's on it's on Amazon where I buy it. And it's actually now the full. It's on sale right now for for thirty, but it's normally forty four ninety nine on Amazon. So I was mistaken. So there you go. It's full normally full price. You don't get discount buying the, it's fifteen dollars. So I correct myself. The thirty dollars I was telling you about that is the one I because I don't do I don't buy the ultimate. I just do PC. So I'm paying uh, thirty dollars for three months of just PC. So right, which sorry is, which for is regular price. being deceptive. Yeah, yep. Forty four ninety. Yes, full price. Because there's no there's no discount, like Tricky said. Uh, yield, you been, I, I know you went off on a little tangent, yield. But do you have anything more you want to add to this? No, no. I I, I said what I said. I'm dying on that hill. I mean, it, it'd be interesting to see if Sony's actually going to do this. What they're actually going to do. Because right now, I mean, this is all speculative. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's got something to it, but, but like I said, I I just, I don't see Sony needing to do this, and if they're going to do it, then make it competitive. Don't, 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 I mean, unless you're... Unless you're trying to dump it all together, because I think Levi said the last time we talked about this about 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 having it all under one umbrella, so that way you don't have to, you know, it's less managing of subscriptions. You know, I, that I can see. So I just, I guess I wish Sony would come out and if they are doing it, 
say the reason that they're doing it. You know, ah, oh, this is the competitive to Game Pass, or we're doing it to put everything under one umbrella. I don't know. I just, I personally just don't see Sony needing to combat Game Pass. I mean, they're going to have to say, if they are doing this, they're going to have to say something soon, because we're about three months away from February. Um, well, they said, did they say February? They said spring. They said spring, right? Say spring. 2022. Okay. So they got, I mean, but at some point, I mean, if they're doing this, yes, they are going to have to come out probably within the next couple months and say something about it. But, you know, as far, like, will Sony be fine if they don't have a Game Pass equivalent? Yes. Absolutely. But they do need to do something. They bought Gaikai and their streaming technology, and they need to do, they've always need to do something better with Gaikai. And quite frankly, PlayStation Now is floundering. Like, there's not enough people who are, are buying into PlayStation Now. So they need to do something with PlayStation Now. And like, like we've all said, they need to just bundle it with PlayStation Plus would probably be the best thing they could do. And, you know, so we don't have two subscriptions to two PlayStation things. Bundle it under the same umbrella as PlayStation Plus. Get PlayStation Now out of there. Get rid of the, that name. Don't worry about it anymore. And just go on PlayStation Plus and use that streaming technology better. So do they do they need an, do they have to have an equivalent? No, but they definitely need to do something better with their their streaming technology. And they probably need they they need to lessen their subscriptions. They need to just funnel it underneath PlayStation Plus and just like like they're doing. I think the tiered plans are a good idea. If people just like PlayStation Plus, let them stay on Tier 1. That's fine. If they want more, give them other options. But, I mean, they, they got to... PlayStation now is doing nothing, and they got to do something with it. So, probably best just to put it with PlayStation Plus. All right. Before moving on, uh, as you guys heard last week, we have brought back Sophie's Trophies, and Sid has sent in his audio for this week. So, here we go. Hey guys, how are we all? Sid again with Sophie's. Yeah, it's you, Sid. Um, Glad to hear it. The question this week is uh, by the same company that did the last really bad game I talked about. I can't remember what that was called. Well, this one is called Violetti Guti, I think. Um, Not too sure what the hell that means. Basically, it is a side-scroller. You pick up uh, blocks. You throw blocks at enemies. um, Very bad graphics. Actually, terrible graphics. Um, I think these guys are probably worse than uh, Rattalaka games, um, as in at least Rattalaka put some effort in. Now, I know that sounds really negative, and I couldn't make a game if you paid me, um, but you know what? When you sell your game for 19p, then you know damn well you're not making a great game. So, as far as trophies go on this one... um, it's all about collecting things called herbs. Not herbs, but herbs. U-R-B. And you have to collect them at the end of each level. Um, levels are pretty short, but they are annoying. I got stuck twice on the first level the first time I had a look at this game. Um, I just did the first level so I could get my trophy list up. That is what I do for you guys. Um, so you don't have to go through this crap. So there are 12 trophies, as usual. The Platinum. Then there are 10 trophies, all about collecting herbs, all the way up to 20 herbs. Um, I'm not going through each one of them, because that would be rather boring. Uh, And then you have, the last trophy is Escape Artist, which is Escape Purple Eater. Um, So, yeah, the game itself, it it looks terrible, guys. It looks just as bad as that other one I played. 
Um, it is absolute shit. Collision detection's crap. Uh, controls are pretty archaic, as in you have to stand on a block to pick it up and things like that. You can't push them or anything. Um, very easy to get stuck because of the way they've done it. Um, but, you know, this company, The Voices Games UK, um, they've done quite a few of these games. And if I look in my library, um, just for you guys, just so I can do um, trophies on it, so you guys, like I said, don't have to look at them. There is another game I have from them, and that is called Lady in a Leotard with a Gun. Um, now, I'm not doing that this week, but that will be upcoming when I can bring myself to play it. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be it for this week, guys. Um, this game, don't buy it. Uh, 19 pence, alright, it's a platinum. But I'm not sure you'd want to put yourself through it. Um, I don't think even Tricky would like to put himself through it. So, yeah, that's it. I will talk to you next week, guys. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. So, I will talk to you next week. And keep getting those trophies. Bye. Thank you, Sid, for that. Uh, it's very good to hear Sid's voice back. What do you guys think? Yeah, didn't you hear my excited statement when he started talking? I did. And then I read and smoked a quick cigarette. Alright, so uh, it is now time to get into Yield's favorite part of this show. Yield, are you excited? I'm excited, and I just can't hide it. Alright, so we're going to get into the Game Awards because as of this recording, or as of this release, the Game Awards is the the next night. We're not going to do our typical uh, predictions and stuff like that because... I I don't think I could have gotten yield too excited about doing that. Oh, no, no. So uh, before we actually get into, because uh, we're not going to go over every, t- every category, um, because of what's going on, Jeff Keighley has said beyond its nominations, Activision Blizzard will not be part of the Game Awards. Um, and that's basically because Activision Blizzard is currently facing serious ongoing allegations of harassment and mistreatment of workers. Uh, you can go on and read that whole article, uh, but Jeff Kelly decided to, uh, distance themselves and not allow Activation Blizzard to make any announcements or anything during the show, which I think is a smart move. Uh, so the only time you can hear about them is during the nominations, which I think is a smart move. All right. So, uh, we're going to get into certain categories. Uh, I alluded to this, uh, the last time I was on the show. Uh, talking about game of the year. Uh, so let's do other categories first because game of the year is obviously the biggest category. Um, and I'm just going to nitpick here uh, some things. Uh, most anticipated game. The nominees are... <laughs> most stupid category in the whole entire thing. I, I actually like this category. but I, the no- I, I think it's just stupid. All right, so the nominees are Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, uh, the sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and Starfield. See, we don't even have a title. That, that I, I pointed that st- out last time, too. The sequel. It, th- uh, this, this is just stupid. To me, it's unquestionably right. Starfield. Well, see, Starfield, I would say, would be the strong nominee here. But now that it's been announced that uh, it's not going to be uh, multi-platform, it's going to stay on Microsoft, I think it's probably dying off just a little bit now. 
Uh, I honestly, my most anticipated game is God of War. I love the first one. I mean, and that's not taking anything away from Horizon. Horizon is uh, is going to be spectacular, I'm pretty sure. But I fell in love with the new Kratos, the new storyline. I think Ragnarok is my choice here. I, I, I thought it would have been the, the Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 tricky, because, I mean, it's the sequel to your favorite uh, Zelda game of all time, so... It's, it's the not a fucking game. Zelda it's game! The, it's the greatest game ever made. Just ask anybody who voted it Game of the Year. Uh, but... Listen, I do think it's a good I, game. I, it's not a fucking Zelda game. I'm done. The comment on Starfield, I think that Microsoft is smart to make that exclusive because why would you let it go anywhere else after you bought Bethesda? Be nuts to let that game go multi platform. Uh, for me, it's Horizon. Yeah, Horizon. All right. But Levi? hey, hey, is there Ganon in the game? No. Yes, there is. is we're not, we're is not doing this. Go on with the nominees. Go on with the nominees. I'm not doing this with you, Yield. <laughs> Pointing out the obvious. Levi, you said Starfield. Absolutely. Yeah, he says he says Starfield. All right. Uh, I'm just looking through the topics here. Uh, best role play? No, 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 no. Uh, and I knew you would go. I knew you would go to that one because I said this was the dumbest category out of all of them. I I like that category because it's nice to anticipate it. But there's no uh, reason to build hype for games that are already going to be overhyped. I, I think it's a, I think it's a fun category just because you can see where the audience is going. You already know where the audience. This is, that's why I said this is give shine the light on something else. Most anticipated game. Well, you know what? There's a game that hasn't been announced yet. That's my favorite. Best ongoing game, uh, and I know that. We don't play any of these, but Fortnite I wins it every year. I, I I think it's pretty interesting to see uh, the competitors. Uh, the nominees are Apex, Final Fantasy fourteen online, Fortnite, Genshin Impact, and Call of Duty Warzone. So, I I, I think Fortnite's going to win this again, but Warzone. Uh, now that they released their anti cheat, I think it's going to work. There's a lot of hype behind Genshin Impact. Uh, Final Fantasy, I think, has its core base of what it's who it is, and people love it. And Apex is gaining some steam now that some big content creators on Twitch and YouTube gaming are playing it a lot more uh, because Warzone was riddled down with all the cheaters. Uh, but yeah, so you're so so are you implying that YouTube gamers and people like that were cheating? No, no, I'm saying there were cheaters in the game. And the Twitch streamers and the YouTube gamers, people have gotten frustrated with being uh, killed by people with wall hacks and uh, one-shot kills and all this other stuff that they've moved over to Apex, which is not as, has cheaters, obviously, but not as many cheaters, and it's not as bad as what uh, it really is. okay. I'm glad you clarified that. I'm sorry if I wasn't clear before. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so I think Fortnite's going to win this again. Especially now that they're getting ready to come out with their third season. Third, season three, yeah. And uh, The Rock is getting added to the game, so. Uh, any thoughts, gentlemen? He's, he's got the people's eyebrows, so it's hard to argue against that. All right, best performance. Um, I don't know if we've played any of these games, uh, but we have Erica Mori from Life is Strange. G G G 
Chicago FC. Giancarlo Esposito. There you go. Uh, Jason Kelly from Deathloop. Maggie Robinson uh, for Resident Evil Village. And I can't even pronounce her name. Ozoma Akaka uh, from Deathloop. I'm sorry, I butchered her name. Yeah, the only one I played was Resident Evil, and uh, Lady Dimitrisk is she was impressive. Uh, you know, honestly, I I've never played a Far Cry game, but Giancarlo Esposito, as some of you may know him better from uh, Breaking Bad, he's done a, other, a bunch of other stuff too. But he was so good in those commercials that I almost wanted to play Far Cry Six because I figured he would be an excellent villain. So I I'm betting that he wins that. Yeah, I can't argue um, with that. My, my, my vote okay. is for Far Cry 6 because, um, one, I've seen him in, uh, he was, he's the quintessential bad guy, basically, because he was a, the, the bad guy in Mandalorian. And the commercials were just, like, awesome. So, uh, I'm picking him. See, you would think, like, that would get the option, but Mark Hamill never won for the Joker. And he was a fantastic Joker. That's because people are dumb. See, when you see, so th- th- this I, is I th- argue this is th- this is the problem that I have with fan vote. Strictly fan vote is a lot of times it all depends on what time of year you release. So the the hot thing wins, not the best thing. It's the hottest thing, and that's why I always get annoyed with fan choices because it it feels like fans can't you know oh well that that was a really good performance even though it was eight months ago but this just released a month ago this is my greatest my favorite craze so that's the best one they can't objectify by going okay now this was this one and this was this one and okay that one was the better one it it always seems to be the latest craze is the one that wins it's the new hotness yield. Yeah, the the new hotness. So th- that's what I always have against fan votes. A hundred percent fan votes. Now, if you take in a percentage of it with like industry or something, I can be okay with that because then you're mixing it in. To be fair, the game the game awards does have industry people and fan votes. Oh, so it's not one hundred percent fan vote. It's not a hundred percent fan vote. Oh, okay. Well, then that puts a little bit the of way- a, a positive check in their box. Alright, to be fair, uh, just to recap, because I know I said this last year too, the way the Game Awards works, and the games that get nominated, is Jeff Keighley sends it out to the jury. He, he sends out every game, uh, every category to every judge. Uh, so just arguably say, let's just say the four of us are judges. We have to nominate five games for each category. So uh, in the case of Game of the Year, uh, you no- you nominate your five games. If you cannot list five games for you- that category, you don't get added to the overall vote. Now, what happens is now everything comes back into play. Everybody mails back their nominees, and the top five games that everybody has said gets are the five nominees for the thing. Then on top of that, the votes are sent back out to everybody. Says, "Okay, now vote on which one do you think wins Game of the Year or whatever category it is." And that comes back, and that holds, I think, fifty percent of the overall, 
and then the or the the fans are the other fifty percent. So that's how things get nominated and win. So it's not just uh well this is the new hotness this is what's going out. It's the the jury which are is the industry they send in what their top five is. So if your top five was Psychonauts two yield, but nobody else put Psychonauts two in there, it doesn't. It's not going to be as, top five. Yeah, no, okay. Now see, right. I know I'm okay with that. Because it's it, it, so, it's the best way to it seems like a best way to objectify a don't want to say random but a a fair uh, overview of the industry and that's probably still not the right way I want to say it. All right, so because the show's getting a little long and we're approaching the two hour mark, we're now twenty minutes short of that. I'm just going to jump to game of the year. Because uh, I think this is going to be a little bit of a conversation. Game of the Year, the nominees are Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Now, uh, let I want to point out, I didn't put it in the agenda, but It Takes Two is actually being sued right now. Hazelight Studios is being sued by Take-Two Entertainment because they gimmick and... Or, not gimmick infringement, but um, copyright. So they're actually suing right now because they say that the name of the game is too similar to the company, and I don't think it's going to go anywhere. But that being said, Metroid Dread, a lot of people are upset that this got added because it's not that good of a game. And overall, a lot of people are saying that the nominees for Game of the Year are very lackluster. Oh, this is this has been the worst year in video gaming history. This is just, te- I mean, it's just terrible year. I mean, this is the most dull and lightless. And the one game that is a true standout, an amazing game, the medium, hasn't been nominated for anything. I mean, this no part of this year, especially being basic. This is basically a launch year. Um, none of this makes sense. This is a terrible year. Uh but yeah. And a lot of people are, I've seen a lot of people leave comments and message boards and stuff like saying that even the game that wins game of the year, uh, it doesn't, it's not going to stand up to all the other game of the years. It's not going to have such an impact because of the weak lineup that we've had this year. Uh, before we actually talk about game of the year and what we think is going to win, it's also worth noting that Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart got the most nominations among all the categories. Well, so, so I, I will say that that's kind of obvious because um, that was, you know, a a big launch game. Um, the week long, we all said that when we first talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that it was a weak lineup, not, not taking away from any of the games. It's just because it was a launch year and nobody had a, besides Ratchet and Clank, well, you know, I'll, I'll put them out there. There was no big, in quotation marks, title for launch, all the big titles were pushed off down the road. Well, like, Nintendo didn't have a Mario or a Zelda. I mean, they had Bowser's Fury um, earlier in this year. The uh, the remake of, I can't remember which Mario game it was that attached Bowser's Fury to it. But, World. I mean, they did have some Mario representation in there. But, I mean, as far as a brand new Mario or Zelda, they didn't have those. Um, Metroid is a big franchise for them, but it's a lot more niche than their biggest franchise. It's not as big as Animal Crossing or Super Smash Brothers or Pokemon or all this. So, um, I mean, Resident Evil is a big name, obviously, in video games. And, you know, I've seen a lot of positivity about Resident Evil 8. 
Ratchet and Clank, you want to throw it in there? Okay, I think it deserves to be in the conversation because it's a really good game. I know people thought it was short, but I think that it accomplished everything it needed to, and it was a great-looking game. It was a fantastic game for the PS5. Psychonauts 2, really good game. I enjoyed it, but it shouldn't be in conversation for Game of the Year, despite how much I enjoyed it. And then I haven't played It Takes Two, but I heard good things. And Deathloop saw a lot of good reviews, but then, you know, I've also heard a lot of negative about it. So, not... I don't know if it was a weak year for games. I think we've been a little harsh on this, but there is certainly not a standout game like, say, Ghost of Tsushima or Animal Crossing or The Last of Us or Breath of the Wild, anything like that. You know, um, I'm trying to trying to be fair here and think of a really, really big uh, Microsoft exclusive. I mean, you could throw Halo Infinite in there or a Halo game, but quite frankly, I, I mean, they prepped us for Halo Infinite to not be that great, so... Um, I, 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 the big Microsoft game that got left off was the Medium. That's Microsoft. That's uh, Xbox exclusive. Yes. Well, it's it was like a, what you call what do you call it now a time a timed exclusive. exclusive, right? Yeah. Okay, but yeah, I mean, there's not really that big headlining game that, despite you know the fact that Resident Evil Village might be good or Resident Evil is a huge franchise, there's just not like that one game that would seem to catapult this year into territory with other Well, no, I guess their their biggest title would have been Forza. It's probably been Forza Horizon Five. And I mean, I mean, is that is that out yeah, yet? It is. It's been nominated. It got nominations, oh. but as good as Forza is, and it's probably the best racing game out there. Has a racing game ever been put in with Game of the Year? Probably I not. I wouldn't doubt if Gran Turismo Two was. I mean, Gran Turismo Two was a big deal. Yeah, um, but I mean, generally the the racing genre does not get that type of respect to have it thrown in there and then game of the year. Um, so I mean, if it had, if there was like, if maybe Sony had pushed Ghost of Tsushima to this year, or you know, we got a Uncharted or something like that, or maybe Breath of the Wild two would come out this year, maybe we wouldn't look so so uh, on this year as being weaker. But I mean, there's a lot of good games that came out this year. I played a lot of the games that I I enjoyed. Um, or I, I enjoyed a lot of the games that I played, but it just seems to be missing that one, like, S-tier title that uh, a lot of other years have. And, and I want to point out here, and I'm, and again, I, I, I know a lot of people think I troll a lot, but I'm well, not you, you do troll a lot. It's worth, it, it is worth noting that three of the six nominees are multi-platform. Two of them are PlayStation exclusive. And one is a, a Nintendo exclusive, and the other game that's on the list is made by Microsoft, but is multi-platform. And Deathloop, which is exclusive, was made by Microsoft or well, Bethesda, and only got released on the PS4. None of these games stand out for the Xbox. Well, I mean, to be to be Even fair, though- Microsoft didn't have a big launch game ready to go with the Xbox Series X or S. That was one of the big criticisms. Is they didn't have a huge exclusive coming out. You know, Forza came out later. Halo Infinite still isn't out. I, they got Psychonauts 2 on there. Well, they did, but but it wasn't exclusive. It's a PS... It's it's, uh, it was made also for the PS4. Oh. Yeah. So it was, because it was crowdfunded, it was a multi-platform game from the start. Gotcha. And Deathloop was made by Bethesda, which is owned by Microsoft, but is exclusive to the PS4 and PS5. Because that was probably in place before Microsoft bought Bethesda. Right. No, I mean, but... But so, I mean, uh, Microsoft made no bones about it. I mean, yes, they give you Game Pass. Yes, they were they worked hard on backwards compatibility. But everyone knew they didn't have a big game coming out the first year, really, of the of the Xbox Series X. I guess well, until Forza. 
Well, Halo was supposed to come out day and date with the Series X. I mean, obviously that got delayed. Uh, and I'm again, I'm not trolling, but that was supposed to be out this year. And if you don't think Halo, regardless of how bad that game is, and I'm not, I'm not wishing it to be bad. I'm just saying, no matter how bad that is, that's still going to be in the game of the year not com- uh, conversation next year. Because Halo is is just Halo. Uh yield. I'm sorry. Did you give your your thoughts yet? No, I have not. Please give your thoughts now. So I haven't played any of these. Um, my guess would, you know, would if I was flipping a coin, it would be between Ratchet and Clank and Cyclonauts. That's it. That's all you got. Well, that's all I got because I had no desire to play Deathloop. I don't know anything about it. it takes two. Uh, I ain't played a Metroid game since NES, and I'm not a Resident Evil guy. So, well, it takes two is made by the same guy that made um. A way out. Yeah. So. Alright, Levi, your thoughts? My thoughts on the year is, is as I've stated, it's a terrible year, but of the list, I do have to say Resident Evil Village is probably my game of the year. I think if if anything on there could top it, it would be Psychonauts 2. Um, and like I said, even uh, you know, I put Resident Evil Village against the medium. And the medium beats it. I mean, I would... The only reason Resident Evil Village is on that list right now and the medium isn't is because Capcom developed it and instead of... Um, shit, what's the name of the guys that developed the medium? Blooper. Blooper Team. The Blooper Team is nowhere near as big as Capcom, but I'm telling you, the medium... The medium was a better game. It was a hell of a game. It was, it was groundbreaking. It was revolutionary it was it was new it was authentic it was something we've never seen a style of game we've never played it was a depth of story that we get once maybe twice a year it was something else but of what's on the list i've got to go with resident evil village um the only game on this list that i played is ratchet and clank uh, Deathloop is the first person, so I'm not gonna play it. I want to play It Takes Two, Metroid. I, I'm I'm an old school Metroid fan, but I just didn't think about this. Psychonauts. I I know you guys are gonna flog me, but I've never been interested in that series at all. It's fine not to be interested. In it just don't say it's shit. <laughs> I, I'm not saying. Exactly. I'm not gonna say it's shit. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, we're, we're saying that to each is their own. I mean, that that's totally fine. I mean, um, Ratchet and Clank, like I said, is, is going to be my choice just because, uh, I think playing the percentages, the fact that they got the most nominations, and this is the only game that I played, I think Ratchet and Clank's going to win. Uh, Resident Evil, I don't even think stands a chance. I think it was just put in there for film. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that because it's a bad game. I'm just saying, I don't, I think this was just, uh, a lack of nominees that Resident Evil got put into this. Uh, I'm sorry, Daryl. I'm not trolling you. I just I don't think Resident. See, honestly, I would say the, uh, it's already sold five million copies. Yeah, I I so I think it's going to come six weeks ago. It had sold five million copies of the two games of this on this list that I played. Uh, Psychonauts two and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Ratchet and Clank is the better game. Uh, gameplay's better. Looks better. I mean, granted, it's a PS5 game and Psychonauts is a PS4 game. It's it's last gen technology. Um, still really a game. Like I said, it's a really special game because it, it's 
if you like Psychonauts, and not just not even if, not just if you like Psychonauts, it's just a really fantastic game to play, and just visually, um, just the world you go through and the gameplay, like it's it it was all engrossing for me. So I do love Psychonauts too a lot, and I love the art style and everything, and and the humor and the writing. But but Ratchet Clank's a better game. Uh, so I think it's going to come down to Ratchet Clank and Resident Evil, and I think Resident Evil is going to win it. Um, Ratchet and Clank sold two million copies. Resident Evil has sold five million. Well, I mean that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a better game, but I, I will say that I haven't played Resident Evil, but I think Resident Evil is going to win this. Um, and it's and it's also worth noting out that Resident Evil is multi platform, but Ratchet and Clank is a PS5 exclusive. Wasn't even released on the PS4. But but I mean it's I mean where I believe. Resident Evil is a bigger series. They've gotten back to what they do best with Resident Evil, which is survival horror. Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil Village have both reviewed very well. They've sold well. And, I mean, I'm not saying that they don't want to give Sony the award two years in a row, because Last of Us Part Two got it last year, but they might want to give a little love to Capcom and somebody I mean, Village, else. Village is an amazing game. Yes, I, I like the medium a little better, but I mean, I'm saying just a little better. Village is, Village is an awesome game. I think it it deserves to be on the list for sure. It'll it'll come down to Resident Evil Village and Ration Clank, and I think Resident Evil will take it. Ah, Psychonauts right, might. All right, let's let's wrap up the show with some. Well, wait, wait, are we doing be legit? Wait, 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 wait! As I say, why is Levi oh, here then? I, I, uh, so uh, sorry. Other, uh, other than to be good company, but there's a reason why Levi's here. Okay, I I I'm, I am extremely sorry. I was looking at the amount of time that we've recorded, and I just ended the show. I completely forgot about the be legit Levi. I'm so sorry. No wait, wait, problem. Wait, hold on, Tricky. Did you? Because last week I forgot to. I forgot yes, about Sophie's trophies. I, did I, I you put uh, something in there giving me shit about that in the final edit? Because Sid texted me. No, and Sid's like, I, I heard you forgot I did about not. me. I, I I legit did not. Uh, I I think Sid just got the impression because of the way I had to introduce it on the show, which I just it, it was just like you guys stopped talking. I did Sophie's trophies and I brought it back up. I think he just. I was gonna say out. you couldn't. He must have forgot that you couldn't uh, record an extra segment there with you introducing it. I was yeah. dead tired. All right, there, but so. but you either you, way, either way, we're hitting the two hour mark. Levi hit us with the be legit, be legit. and tell those sweet sweet listeners why I'm kicking everybody's ass except for Rick. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're one point ahead of JT, <laughs> but uh, he's he's coming up on you fast. He might pass you this month for second place, but be legit. Uh, this was the worst month in the history of be legit. We only logged twenty one points total. Uh, of course, some people haven't, you know, gave me their scores yet. Uh, I think you're among the list, Tricky. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Yep, Tricky, of course, hasn't given me his his points. I gave you my list. Oh, it's oh, not on, on the thread, so... Hold on here. Hold on here. You can't see it, but this is my shocked look that Tricky has yet to... I thought I was bad by posting mine the other day. This is my shocked look that Tricky has not given you his and, points yet. And you I look, have, you look at points. where your post is, Tricky. As no, he might have had, had some arbitrary comment on some thread about something else and hoped I saw it, but no, he did not comment on the official thread with his points. 
But well, I didn't see the official thread, but I posted throughout the month. I have five points leaving. I don't go through and count the games you've played. You post He's, on the thread. We've been doing this you, for 23 you months. Now, 23 months, the rules haven't changed. Yeah. You are a bad contest host if you're not going doing the work. No, because he, he came out earlier. I think it was earlier this year, at the start of this year, and said, listen, I'm not looking at all the comments. I will make a post. At towards the end of the month or at the start of the month, going, "Hey, this is the post." Hey, that's even how in. we did it last year. But this month we did have one standout. JT JT crushed nine points. I think he had. Holy cow! Yeah, I think he had three one point games and three two point games. So Man, a total of nine. A, a great month. Um, JT had nine, and a bunch of the rest of us had two, and Gareth Davis with his strongest month of the year. Oh, I'm sorry. Gareth had four in January, but this month he had three great months from Gareth. Um, Terrible month, but December is our last month, so let's, let's knock it out of the park. Let's see if we can beat our record of 57. We had more people in the contest when we did that. That's going to be a tough milestone to beat, but it's possible. Uh, let's let's wrap it up on a good note and let's everybody have a great December and uh, see who will. We know who's going to win, but uh, we'll see who gets second and third. Uh, where, where'd you put this post so I can put it on there? Uh, it's there's there's one uh, usually right around the end of the month the first of the next month on uh, TW and then another one on Loop Bros. I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to... You can, just, you can just go to TW's group I, and I, type I, in I, legit. There you go. Uh, you got to add nine points on, sir. Nine? Yes. Five this month and four in September. Did you tag those five this month? Did you put the screenshots? Yes. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. All right. I'll add it in there. So five. So 26. It is now not our worst month in the history of Be Legit. So very good. You you no, tipped us no, over. You got you got to do five in November and four in September. You never added my September points. All right. I'm adding it right now. And then I got to go find out what I did in June because you have a big question mark in there for me. Really? Come on, dude. How long have you been doing this? Listen, I got better things to do than the the. I'm too busy kicking everybody's ass to have to, you know. Wait, sure September? You told me September was zero. Otherwise, I wouldn't have put a zero in there. If I don't have something from somebody, I put a question mark. So you would have told me zero for me to put a zero in there. And besides, you're not eligible for anything, so you're really not kicking anybody's ass. All right, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm giving you I'm, I'm giving you the, the five for November, but this. September, we're going to have to have a conversation before I'm awarding you anything. I put a zero in there for a reason. I, I, I will screenshot right. the post and you can put it on there. All right. Up All right. for review. I'm sorry. Are you done with your debut? Yeah, yeah, we're done. All to, right. To, to the judges. Oh, hold on. I, I, I got to give the top five. But uh, top five. first place, Rick. Second place, Kraken. Third place, JT. Fourth place, McCall. Fifth place myself. I just I just knocked uh, Daryl out and and I'm I'm leading the rear. Uh, fifth place, Daryl in sixth. Woohoo! So that that means that Daryl's even losing to me and you. Yeah, Daryl was Daryl was just knocked. He was just knocked off the top five wow. this month by me. That, 
Oh, sorry. Last that was last month. Uh, last month I knocked him off the list. That that sounds like Daryl sucks, doesn't it? Hey, he's done pretty good. You know, he's uh, he's got more than me. Most months, most months five? he's just averaged two points. But if you average two or three every month, it it adds up by the end of the year. All right. With that being said, let's close out the show with some shout outs. Yield. I shout out show, to I... Alex and Tricky for recording my uh, shout out to Levi for not only running Be Legit, but for coming on here and talking video games with us. Uh, shout out to the Brothers of Destruction crew for playing Rocket League on Thursdays. That was actually kind of fun, even though I got really frustrated at Tricky. Um, that, that was, that was fun. So, um, what else? Um, shout out to everybody who was born in December because December people are the coolest and you know who you are. All right. Uh, Alex? Well, I am one of those December people. So, yield, I, I take, uh, that, that means a lot to me, sir, what you said. Yes. Um, and I agree. Give a shout out to the listeners, the fans, the fuel to the fire that is Trophy Horse. Even if you aren't born in December, still still love you. I still want to give a shout out to you. Uh, thank you all for continuing to support the show, for contributing to the community, to help building the community. We would not be doing this without you guys. 503 wouldn't even happen without you all. So you all are the lifeblood and you would keep, you are what keep the community and the Trophy Horse going. So thank you all very much for supporting us in any way you can. Uh, shout out to Tricky and to Yield and our special guest Levi, not only coming on talking about Be Legit, but also all the other news stories we had. Levi, it's always had good to have you on. Absolutely. Um, Christmas, pleasure to be here. Christmas come early. Always, yes, always a pleasure to be here. And uh, sh- shout out, uh, shout out to the Be Legit crew and the uh, listeners. Let's let's finish off the year and knock sixty points out of the park. And uh, give give out the rewards and the the cash prizes and uh, wrap up this year perfectly. All right, that, is that your shout outs, Levi? You got more? no, that's it. Okay. Uh, 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 before I do my shout outs, I'm sorry. What? He, he Alex wasn't out. done. Just want to shout out to my loving and awesome girlfriend Ashley. Uh, we did some some holiday bazaars, some Christmas bazaars this week to shop for gnomes and other and ornaments and all other manner of goods when it comes to this time of the year. So I just want to say that I love you, honey. And uh, it was a fun weekend. Tricky, sir. You may go on. All right. Before I give my shout outs, uh, we're going to talk about this next week. But breaking news. Apparently, uh, there's a tweet went out uh, from Austin O'Brien says, I'm actually gutted. I'm gutted right now. My friends in Q&A Raven promised for months that Activision was working towards a pay restructure to increase their wages. Today, one by one, valuable members of the team were called into meetings and told they were being let go. Jason Schreier uh, retweeted that and added, Activision Raven Software, which runs Call of Duty Warzone, abruptly laid off a number of QA testers today. Others don't know if they're keeping their jobs. This is really painful. One just told me Warzone generated $1.93 billion last year, including, uh, according to a super data estimate. So we're going to be covering that next year or next week. Uh, but if that's true, boy, Activision just can't fucking catch a break. And it is some shitty. What do you mean they can't catch a break? They're doing this themselves. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, why, why is it all? I mean, I shouldn't say why is it. Uh, 
that them and EA are always in the running for the evil empire. So, I mean, it doesn't come as a I shock. don't even think it's a question this year. This goes beyond EA just making bad games and dismantling studios. This is this is far worse than what EA's done. All right, let, let's take a pit of this until next week. Uh, my shout-outs is Sweet Mama D. Uh, the listeners, thank you very much. Uh, everybody that listens to the show, I mean, it's greatly appreciated. As Alex said, uh, 503 would not exist without you guys. Uh, I twerp you to Levi for playing, we playing shitty-ass games for the kids. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> with that being said, if there's nothing else... Go play Alan Wake. Week, happy trophy. Go play Alan Wake. Just a spike tricky. song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash Even Philippines.